Hello, friends, and welcome to the Interesting Hour. I'm Justin Kupinoff, and with me is my good friend... Devesh Verma. Hello, everyone. And this show is sponsored by who, Devesh? Oh, it's brought to you by Core Foundation. Core Foundation is a multimedia nonprofit. Check us out at core, that's C-O-R, dash foundation.org. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You, you guys like- do a lot of cool stuff over there. Oh, thank you. Huh. I hear you guys put on a pretty cool podcast. Uh, you know, people will say so. I'm not sure. We'll find out. <laughs> But yeah, but not just Core Foundation today. This episode is also brought to you by Iron Will Productions. Oh, Whitney. Whitney Powell. is our guest today. And she is a crazy adventurer, traveler, athlete, everything and, above. And she happens to run Iron Will Productions. Yeah. What? She'll follow you and anything. <laughs> <laughs> she will follow you. And anything you want to do that's exciting or... She's an adventurer. Yeah, possibly death-defying. Like, she will film it and, ma- and and give you a cool like, video afterwards. Let's talk her up. She's like the female version of Indiana Jones. Eh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she doesn't have a whip, but yeah, I'm sure she has a hat. Well, we don't know anything don't know. about what her personal kind of? life. We, we should actually... I wish we interviewed her on the show. And also, last shout out to Chuck Levin's music. Chuck Levin's, they helped us get some pretty cool podcast gear for On the Cheap and... It's, this is no toy. This the, is the very pop filter that is that is taking away my pops right now <laughs> is brought to you by Chuck Levins. Thank you guys so much for helping out the podcast. Yeah, we appreciate your support and getting us off the ground. So with that being said, I think everyone sit back, relax or, you know, drive responsibly, <laughs> whatever you're doing to listen <laughs> to this podcast. Um, this is our first one. This is our first interview that we had a few months ago already. We've mm-hmm. recorded a bunch since then. And uh, this is how we started off, guys. Enjoy it. And here we are with Whitney Powell. How's it going, Whitney? Whitney. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, thank you for taking time to be on here. (laughs) (laughs) Did you just, your Siri just go off? My Siri just went off. Your very first thing of the whole... No, wait a second. Wait. (laughs) I turned it off, though. Yeah, uh, clearly you did. So this is how we're starting off the interesting hour with Whitney. Whitney, Justin's Siri would like to say hello to you, too, as well. So, Oh, God. There's that. Oh, uh, awesome. Yeah, I know. So, Whitney, uh, go and tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, what are you? What do you do? What's your profession? Like, what's your title or titles? Uh, that's a really good question. Sometimes I ask myself the same thing because I kind of do a lot. Um, so basically, um, I'm into sports, film and travel. So I sort of combine the three. Um, I'm an adventure filmmaker that gets in front of the camera and produces my own films, primarily for pro and Olympic athletes, race directors, resorts, um, events, uh, do I do like destination highlights, um, Anything that's kind of adventure or outdoorsy and, and fun. So um, I guess TLDR, you don't work at a cubicle or anything like that. Oh, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> okay. Hell no. You couldn't sit me in a seat like that for more than a couple hours. Well, so I, yeah, I, <laughs> I have There goes all my us. notes. I didn't know what to ask else, what else for the hour. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but that's been, that's been something I've known Whitney for a little while and, um, that's been something that I've noticed even way back when, like you were always into this cool stuff. And I'd always spend like whenever we were hanging out with our group of friends and it'd be like 30 minutes of me questioning you about scuba diving and rowing and everything else and everything else you've done. So you, you piqued yeah. his, curio- his curiosity, <laughs> Whitney. Yeah. But, oh, you, but you've I'm always so been glad. doing stuff like that, right? Pretty much. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I grew up pretty adventurous, so it's kind of in my blood. Is, so. is your whole family adventurous? Yes, absolutely. So we grew up um, like my my siblings and I am a middle child. So my my younger brother, um, especially, and myself would be kind of told to like pack up a backpack. Um, you know, we're going to go to Alaska for three weeks and go exploring or we're going to go. What, what, what season is this? <laughs> You're just packing and going. Is this summer vacation or what? Is oh, it? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Like either like school breaks. Your yeah, family was super cool already. <laughs> super cool. Yeah. I mean, we did a lot of pretty cool stuff. So when all, you know, went over all over Europe and Alaska and the Caribbean and Hawaii. I mean, we would travel all over the place and never did cruises, never did organized trips. It was always like off the beaten path, pack up a backpack kind of deal. So I love that. Were there yeah. any near death experiences and all that from you going um, out and forging your own path? I don't know about near Trailblazing. experiences. I mean, definitely ones where we had to be a little bit more careful or cautious, but I don't know about actual death. You know, so, like, well, compared to, to my family vacations to and from like Arizona, <laughs> <laughs> Justin's family lives on a different side of life. That's a little more dangerous than what well, we I need. Think, I think it depends on what part of Arizona. That is true. That is very true. (laughs) You're talking about a place where when it gets to three digits, like you hear about elderly people like dying in the streets. You're talking about the weather. Yeah. 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 Three digits. digits. They don't have three digits for phone numbers out there, Justin. I'm pretty sure they have seven digits. Uh, (laughs) Sorry about that. But uh, Winnie, so getting back to your family, like how young did you start traveling? Oh, I mean, before my first birthday. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You had those parents. Yeah. They made it work. They had a newborn, like they're traveling with a newborn. Oh, yeah. Do do you have siblings? I do. I have a younger brother and an older sister. So all three of us were athletic. Um, All three of us traveled quite a bit. Um, So my sister's a little bit older, though. So it was primarily my younger brother and I that got a lot of the the family trips while she was either in high school or, um, or college and stuff. So it was primarily the youngest two of the three of us that got to do most of the traveling with the family. And you're the middle child. And I'm the middle child. Usually the middle child is the coolest child. Well, I like to think so. <laughs> yeah. And especially for this episode, they definitely are the coolest child. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I don't always hear that. So thank you. <laughs> there you go. You heard it here first. The interesting hour says. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's like an official core and do uh, like, you know, uh, promote a, a, like opinion, but let's just keep, let's keep that going. So yeah. So is your is your does your family do marathons too, or is that something you kind of broke away and did on your own, or definitely on my own? Um, everybody kind of did their own sports and everything. So mm-hmm. um, my brother and I are the only ones that had rowing in common. So my brother has been a rower forever since like seventh grade, rowing forever, rowed for Columbia University. Um, is that what know, kind when- of got you into it? Um, yes, that, and I, I did have some other friends that did it as well. So, um, I realized that I, long story short, ended up being way too short to be a rower and way too small. So since I'm discriminatory. Only, yeah. Well, it, it, it turns out okay. In okay. The end. Okay. Um, so well, because you get to be the person bossing the other people around, right? Exactly. Isn't that how it works? <laughs> and I get to join the men's team, which is way more fun than the women's team. I gotta fa- tell you. That's the fairy tale ending, I guess. Right uh-huh. there. <laughs> exactly. So since I'm only 5'2, you know, 100, 105 pounds, you know, I get to sit in the front since I'm the dead weight. 
Mm-hmm. I get to steer the boat and tell all the boys what to do. And I'm sort of the eyes and the ears and the, the command center on the water when we're actually racing. So any race strategy, steering, um, safety, anything is all me. So Okay, okay. and not to, not to downplay it or anything, but you, strategy... What what would that entail when you're doing a uh, when you're doing a rowing thing? Like I I, I feel it's like a it's lot just more than people think it really is. It's, it's I'm sure um, it is. That's what I want to know though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, gosh, I'm trying to think like how to describe it. I mean, it's like you're bringing eight people in a boat. You know, sometimes four, but usually eight people in a boat together to try to win a race. So you have um, you know everybody has one oar. And you have to make sure that everyone's on the same page at all. This. You're the captain of the ship. You know, mm-hmm, it's gotcha. like if there's no leader, um, you know, everyone's doing their own thing and you get nowhere fast. So, gotcha. And I, I honestly thought that it was every person got two oars. So if you don't have the people working together on left and right, you're just going to be doing circles or exactly. something like that. Can I ask a stupid question? Just because, yes. again, like I was saying before we started recording this interview, like this yeah. scene that you got involved in, like my childhood was never involved i never even knew this world existed so the only prior experience i have to rowing is house of cards with kevin spacey where he's just exercising right i don't know if you uh-huh. watched that and then the second one was uh was it was his name joshua jackson and uh the skulls uh-huh I, I, that, and social network too is oh yeah yeah network. yeah yeah um that's about it yeah. <laughs> that's that's and, that's uh, my boathouse actually owns that boat that they used in social network so really? we helped train those guys really what? yeah to do that. <laughs> how, was, how, how was that experience? Were they like completely inexperienced or were you like, oh man, were you yelling? You oh were yeah. Yelling? Yeah. Well, no, no, there, there actually were some rowers in there. Oh, okay. So it was mostly like the main actors and stuff that needed some help. And, uh, we helped like put the cameras on the boat and everything like that. Oh, so. that's been a fun experience. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, it was, it was fun. You, man, you, you've gone all over. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> So you, I mean, if you really want to have like a short intro next time you come on the show, if you come on the show or if you want to come on the show, you can just say like, you know, Whitney Powell, badass. That's it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's, that's the word to describe it. I, I think so. I, and you know, You're I think you're giving me a lot of credit here. Well, <laughs> no, no. Can I tell, can I tell you the, the, one of the, one of the main reasons why I was like, okay, we got to have her on the show hmm. and it may seem trite, but honestly, when I was on uh, Facebook and I saw that you had like a selfie with a freaking penguin from Antarctica. And I'm yeah, like, she has a selfie with a penguin. Yeah. She has a selfie with a penguin. <laughs> yes, she does. Do. Hold on, hold on, Justin. Wait, she has a selfie with a penguin. Yeah. Oh my God. Are you asking or? No, no I'm just. That's, see, <laughs> yeah. and that's I was like a like, bucket list item. <laughs> it, it may seem small, but that's when I was like, okay, we got to get her on the show. That Best selfie cool. I've ever seen. <laughs> was that in the middle of your run? Uh, no, that was afterwards. This is one of your marathons you did. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That was the Antarctica Marathon. Okay. You know, at this, let's segue into this, actually, because we're going to keep talking about her past. We're like, how did you get this point? Let's just talk about at this point. So yeah. you're sponsored or you get self-funded. Like, how does this work that you go and do these marathons around the world? Yeah. So I actually am a sponsored um, Ironman triathlete and marathon runner. So my primary sport is actually Ironman triathlons. Um, and what does that entail? I don't know exactly what that is. That is a 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike ride, and a marathon, one after another. Yeah, oh. triathlons, you know, no, no big deal. Oh, Just gosh. something you can deal with well, every weekend. There are weekend. shorter ones. There, there are shorter ones, but, but not I do for you. Not, <laughs> not for fun. The shorter ones are for fun. For so me. let me ask you this. Yeah. And I, I'm ashamed to say this, 
I, I really am. But I have never done a marathon like in support of something, which is on my bucket list to do this. It just awesome. haven't done. But how do you want to do a triathlon? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we get that a lot, and this kind of this kind of goes into like why you know, why I travel and why I do sports and everything. It's really like, why do I do crazy, what I think are fun things? You know, some people wouldn't think they're fun, but it's really to expand human potential. And I know that sounds really woo-woo, but I want to know the upper limits of what I can do and try things. And I'm not afraid to fail. So you see, it's that reason when we first talked asking you if you're interested in being on the interesting hour. <laughs> um, when you said that, well, you're talking to a foundation that was producing the show. Uh, it's in their mission to showcase what kind of human potential, like what our potential is, what our limitless possibilities are. So that was, uh, awesome. yeah, the fact that you said that, you're like, all right, she has to be on the show now. Oh, <laughs> like, awesome. uh, and you just said it on air too. So I'm like, okay. That is awesome. <laughs> Thank that you, Whitney. Awesome. I'm, glad you, I'm glad you have that drive. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So that's really what it is. I mean, of course they're hard. Of course they're expensive. Of course they're uncomfortable. And, you know, you have moments where you just want to, you know, kill yourself. <laughs> but, um, well, but you yeah, you know, it's, it's worth it when you do it. Wow. So, I, I bet you feel great afterwards too. It's like, I, I can't believe I just accomplished that. Like that's, yeah. 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 I, I mean, Walking up the stairs, that's my accomplishment for the day. And I'm just kidding. No, I, I try to live a little healthy, but not, uh, I can do better compared to you. Well, you know, it's not, it's not really a comparison thing. I mean, I tell this to other athletes too, and other, other people in general, it, everybody has their own thing and their own scale for potential and for what they want to do. You know, if, if somebody doesn't have a desire to do an Ironman triathlon, mm-hmm. then it's not even in their realm of comparison you know maybe they're trying to be a great artist or they're trying to be a great actor or something which is really different very true very true you know everybody has their thing and everybody's great at something so and speaking of potential i think when we first started talking a few months ago you were you're saying you just did a marathon you led uh, a blind person on their first marathon uh i did i'm actually um i actually met this guy in antarctica and he's a blind runner that is trying to run all seven continents. And he had, I think Antarctica was like his, his first or second one. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, I really need a guide for some of the other marathons. So the person who actually, the race director who actually put on the Antarctica marathon, uh, which is called the White Continent Marathon, um, said, well, why don't I send you guys to a few of these other races, um, you know, as like a sponsored team. So I already had my own like individual sponsors. Like I'm sponsored by like Lululemon and JL Velo and I've got a bunch of personal sponsors, but this guy was like, I'll send you to, um, Tokyo. Let's do the Tokyo marathon. Yeah, just so Tokyo. Let's go to Tokyo. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we did, um, we did, um, Chile, although he, he did his own thing there. I didn't actually guide him for that. Um, I guided him for the Tokyo Marathon, and then I'm guiding him in this first marathon in Africa. In, so, in how South does that work? Are you just like you're right next to him? Like, how? I'm right next to him, um, pretty much holding on the mm-hmm. entire time. We do have a little, um, like a little tether, mm-hmm. almost if we have room, or if he doesn't really need to worry about the footing very much and mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. too crowded, then I can just kind of tell him like, come, come left, take a step towards me, take a step away from me. 
Um, but if it gets really crowded or we have rough terrain, like we're going to have in Africa, then he'll be holding on to me. Um, is that like arm back. on the shoulder thing? Like the- uh, on my forearm, really. So we can still Got kind it. of I run, but he holds on. Oh, yeah. so Got like, it. are you synchronizing your steps too? So like your arms are moving like at the same. That's kind of tricky. That's kind of part of the the tricky thing because he's actually a lot bigger than me too. Oh, no, so like you've got one stride for every or five <laughs> strides for every one of his. I have about two for every <laughs> one of his. So it's it, that's kind of part of the challenge. Oh, athletic <laughs> people. <laughs> I picture you going in like fast motion next to this long legged guy, like twice his speed. Yeah. She's like almost looking like the flash or something. And yeah. 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 You know what? That's, that's that's something I actually wanted to ask you was, um, did you ever feel like, uh, was it ever like, um, a challenge? Like he wanted to go faster than you could go or something. Cause I mean, like, I feel like for the, the person guiding them would have to be in better shape than they are. Yeah. It's true. Um, he actually runs slower than I do. Mm. So So you're going at his pace. I'm going at his pace. Gotcha. Yeah. And like, exactly. did you have to get any special training for this? Like running with somebody else, help, like assisting or is it just you're just I'm athletic. I can do whatever I need to do. <laughs> I, I pretty much just said, um, if you tell me where to show up and run a marathon, mm. I'll show up. And, um, you know, since I'm kind of used to guiding rowers who also mm-hmm. row blindly because rowers go backwards mm-hmm. remember so i'm used to kind of being the leader and making sure everybody's on that same page and kind of knowing what's going on even when no one's looking around it was kind of a natural fit for me so i kind of just said like yeah let's let's try it in tokyo and did you ever you know, expect your life to get to this point like oh no. yeah this is what i do no. Oh my God, no. Like, what did you want to be when you were growing up? Like, you're sure you're going on all these adventures, you're seeing all these countries, you're being one of those kids that, like, Mom, Dad, she's why does she get to go everywhere? <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I always kind of wanted to work in entertainment mm-hmm. in the arts, like either being in front of the camera or like being a personality of some kind mm-hmm. and traveling. So, I guess in that way, it kind of worked out. But there have been so many twists and turns that I never, never would have expected. Are you happy so, where you ended up? Because it sounds pretty amazing, telling you the truth. Yeah. You know what? There's still a lot to kind of bring together. There's still a lot of dots to connect, and I think that's part of the fun of it. But mm-hmm. it's moving 100% in the right direction. So it's, you know, it's, this sounds super woo-woo and super weird. But, oh, please, please do uh, it. But it really is in the journey. You know, I that's how I can't even say that because it's so dumb. <laughs> Whitney, but, Whitney that, that was deep. <laughs> that was seriously deep. Thank you. You can woo us all night. Yes. That's amazing. (laughs) Like, so let me ask you this. Do you have any, like, what's your pregame? Like, what do you do in preps? Actually, this is what I wanted to do. Hmm. Like, I, I think we'll get to all that. If we ask her a simple question, like say me and Devesh decided today. Oh no. Like let's, let's, I want, cause I want to, <laughs> what are you getting volunteered for? <laughs> no, no, no. Cause I want to, I want to say like, I think that'll explain a lot. Like if you walk sure. us through from start to finish, if me and Devesh, you know, having an extra 30 pounds on us, probably at this point that we shouldn't have. You're being very modest, Justin. <laughs> all right. <here> <laughs> um, so what, what would we have to do? And I want to go through all of it, you know, just uh, prep, um, the exercises, the registration, what it costs, you know, and even to if somebody's so inspired, you know, how do you get a sponsor and all that? So let's start at the beginning. Yeah. Out of those 50 questions, you just list. Let's start at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, uh, that's a mega question. So, so Okay. So day one, day one. <laughs> okay. to, 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 okay. Today we decide we're doing a marathon, me and Devesh. 
tomorrow, what do we do to start that off, that journey? Okay, well, if you're doing one tomorrow and you haven't been running, you're screwed. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I meant, okay, so we got... You see, here's the thing, Wendy. This is, these are all trick questions because every answer is going to be, well, you're already screwed. Like, <laughs> this is not sure. going to work. But I get what you mean. Yeah, let's just pretend... Day one yeah. of preparedness <laughs> to run a marathon. Okay, what so do we day start one, doing? sign up. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Is it, do you up. have to sign up early for these things? Sign up early. Yep. So sign like, it, so where would you sign up for anything? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, you just look up, you know, marathons, any, wherever you want to go. How far in advance can you sign up for a marathon? Oh, usually a year. Oh, wow. Because these yeah. are usually annual runs or marathons right yeah okay yeah okay. absolutely and for iron man it's even longer so y- usually you're signing up for iron man eight to 12 months in advance um marathons you can get away with like four months depending on what type of shape you're in you could sign up for one like next like i could sign up for one next week and go run it here's a dumb but, question do marathons get full oh yeah really oh my god yeah what what oh. like what's the maximum uh number of participants for like an average marathon or like an iron man marathon or triathlon um, well, for a triathlon, they're usually no more than 35 to 4,000 people, which is huge. Um, those Just are for like bit. really, really it's big a ones. a lot of people. I, I mean, this, you know, it's okay. Well, marathons are much bigger. I mean, the the world majors like Tokyo, the one that we just did was 42,000. Oh, wow. my gosh. So and you're like a mile fun. back from the starting line with people in front of you? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's WrestleMania. And you have to qualify. So you can't just sign up for some of them. Some of them you do have to qualify. How do you do qualifiers if you're if you're going, like, making the trip to Tokyo? Do you qualify? Can you qualify across seas and they just get you send in a time? Is it a physical? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Does this work? Wow. Yeah. You just have to qualify at another race ahead of time. Okay. And then send in your time. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. So, so day one, you sign up. Um, day two, you come up with a training plan, figure right. out what you're going to do. And this is if you literally have not been running, you know, if you've not been doing anything. This, this is from couch. This is like couch to four. What is a couch to 5K? What, what was that? What was that program? Called? Yeah, except we're going couch to marathon. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brought yeah, to you exactly. by Whitney Powell. Couch to, couch to Iron Man is <laughs> even like the next level. Like that's past marathon. So, um one year after let's this. Let's just stick to marathons yeah, let's for now. Come marathon. on. Let's, 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 let's make this easy. Okay. Yeah. So come up with a training plan. Um, don't do too much too soon because that's what a lot of people do. They think they just need to start running like five miles a day and then they go to like 10 miles a day. I don't know. You know, people people go nuts. Um, it's really thinking about um, the training plan as a whole. So you have to start including how you're going to eat. So hopefully you're eating a little bit um, healthier, and I know that's a massively broad <laughs> statement, just saying to eat healthy. But that's a whole episode. Um, <laughs> it depends on what your goals are there too. Mm-hmm. You know, it depends on if you're eating for performance or weight mm-hmm. loss, because um, they're really different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get consistent and stick to your plan. Uh, make sure you're sleeping, eating, um, like eating well, um, hydrating. Oh, I have a question. During this process of the, you know, our phase of getting, becoming better human beings, um, (laughs) is it true if you get sore, right? Obviously, everyone's going to get sore at some point. Sure. If you get sore, you should work out more. Uh, I think it really depends on what, I I don't want to say work out more. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say don't be um, stagnant. Like, don't stop. If you... 
if your if your muscles are just sore, mm -hmm. I mean, at least go for a walk or do okay. an easier workout. Okay. But but don't sit still. It's actually worse. So just... I'm only saying that because I used to be. A I mean, kind of still am. I'm a huge wrestling fan, like sports entertainment. And Kurt <laughs> Angle, who was a wrestler. Wait, you're talking about WWE, not like he, yeah, no, that's Olympic exactly wrestling. What, no, 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 okay. No, no, no. I just I'm, wanted to clarify. I think that's important to yeah, clarify. I'm talking yeah. about the ones on TV <laughs> weekly. Um, okay. So like, because I bet Whitney's I'm, a wrestler too. I mean, so like, I'm sure she's had some experience. Like. I'm sure she's coach wrestlers and made them cry, but that's beyond the point. But uh, Kurt Angle used to say that, like back in his promos, I don't know if it was just a, you know, an act or you know, yeah, you know, work out when you're sore more. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyways, uh, congratulations! You reached the two people that are uh, wrestling fans. I know. I know. I'm sorry, Whitney. <laughs> you're probably regretting like, why did I agree? To get on no. the show. No, it's totally fine. <laughs> I'm just waiting to hear what this wrestler said. No, no, he's you know, he just said like whenever you're sore, you're supposed to work out more. Like he's being a badass. He's just like, if you want to be an Olympic like, you know, medalist, then you gotta be like willing to sacrifice everything. And yeah. <laughs> well, so pretty much he's just giving bad advice to everybody. So everyone just got hurt after hearing that. Yeah, right. well there there is kind of the joke in sports too, with like the bro team and the you know, the gym rats and the guys who just Go pump iron. At the the meatheads. The meatheads. Yeah, they drink their protein after their workouts and stuff. Um, I yeah, know a couple I mean, of those people. There's, yeah, I mean, there's a point where you don't really want to do that because you seriously, seriously can injure yourself. So okay. you do want to be careful. But it's also good to kind of move. Like, just because right. you're sore doesn't mean you're... Yeah. Okay. You seem like you've been active your whole life. So you never really had a break in your body in a way like a, a professional dancer would need to like take years of training to for flexibility and such. Um yeah, not really. I mean it's it's so ongoing for triathlon because when you're sitting in the same position on the bike for 112 miles, um you have to have a miles. really, okay. really strong core. <laughs> Sorry, you said 112 <laughs> miles, right? I did. Okay. Just want to make sure we're on the same page here. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're sitting in that position for such a long time. Um, and it's a very crouched, uh, kind of a weak position. So you have to have very strong, um, core and butt and legs like, um, so you have a strong, butt. a strong butt. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause then I have to get off and run a marathon. I have to get off the bike and go run a marathon. And so, like your hips and your knees. So many people just listen to that. They're like, okay, so I just got to ride a bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I get the butt. I just got to ride the bike. Yeah. No, <laughs> seriously. I mean, a lot of triathlon is core and butt. Wow. So. So let's go on to what you got going on next. I think we caught you in between trips. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, it is actually. Where, where are you heading off to next? So next I'm headed off uh, first to South Africa. I'm starting in Johannesburg and then driving out to the middle of nowhere for one marathon where I will be guiding the blind runner. And then I'm heading up to Zimbabwe, Zambia, and Botswana to run another marathon and um, explore, kind wow. of explore a little bit. I'm going to go on a bunch of safaris. I'm going to shoot a pilot TV show. I'm gonna That's go exciting. Yeah, I'm going to go up in a helicopter. I might do a little bungee jumping over Victoria Falls. Are you allowed to say anything about the pilot you're filming? Well, sure, I can. It's my own show. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> well, whatever yeah. you want to say. I think right now would be a good time to say it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, um, there's a lot that is still in development. So there's actually a lot we don't know yet um, because it is going to be filmed kind of documentary style. Mm. But um Think of it as sort of a travel, like a hosted 
travel show that is not about food or hotels. Okay, okay. So the interesting stuff, not just where I can relax. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can get behind get that. I can get the behind people. that. People, you know, I want to get to know people in other countries and hear stories and. Are you, you know, the kind of traveler that likes to go and like get accustomed to like the local culture, like just yes. see what's yeah? Okay, I dig that. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I hear you totally. Get away you. from the tourist traps, you know. Justin, whenever you travel, Justin just came back from Canada. I think. Do you ever do like local stuff, or do you just do tourist stuff, or just see family? And what what is it like? For uh, you? that was mostly a family trip. So, mm. and it was so short. There was very little time to. Are people in Canada different from us in America? Yeah, yeah. They're they, nice. They just discovered fire last oh week. Oh my goodness, Justin! <laughs> <laughs> Justin, <laughs> you, have, you have no idea what you're talking about. My wife's Canadian. I have no okay. idea what you're talking about. Canada is beautiful, and I think you went, um, you went up to Vancouver, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. You said you loved it there, right? I do. I love it there. I actually did my first Ironman up in Whistler, so I, because I love. Where's that in relation to Vancouver? It's about two hours north of Vancouver. Okay, wow. cool. Wow. Yeah, up in the mountains. It's a real fancy schmancy ski resort and then summer mountain biking area. So it's Awesomeness. beautiful up there. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So continuing our journey of couch to marathon. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Let's get back to that. I want to know, hold on, this upcoming trip you're going on, how long is that going for? Um, it's about two and a half weeks. You're doing all that, all those countries in two and a half weeks? Yeah. And you're having fun? Oh, yeah. How does that make oh. any sense? How does that make, wait, if, to, uh, if I'm not having fun <laughs> when I'm traveling, something is wrong. Okay, so how, so what's how many marathons have you done in one week ever, like your whole life? This will actually be my first time doing them back-to-back weekends. Okay. So most of the time they're – I mean, I've done them a month apart, so a couple weeks apart. But this is the first time I'm doing like back-to-back wow. weekends. And this, this first one is absolutely grueling, so I might seriously be regretting – doing that second one. I, mean, I think that's a good way to ask the next question. Like how long is the recovery process? I know everyone has to be a little different, but like once you do a marathon or a triathlon, like, I mean, is your body um, shut down? Do we, no one hears from you for like a week or like, how does that work? Uh, I try to at least move. Like I said before, it's good not to sit mm-hmm. after you do something that long. So I'm always moving or I'll go out for like a really, really, really light run, usually a day or two after I do one of these events and just kind of like spin my legs out a little bit or get on the bike, um, or go for a super easy, slow run. Um, you know, but- I just realized you're saying slow run, but to like Justin and me, that's probably like an extraneous run. That's probably like our <laughs> week two run. So I'm just thinking Kurt Angle was right. You just work out more and you just, you're just making it sound much easier because you're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he just simplified it. Yeah. 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 So I guess you do keep working. <laughs> yeah. But it's never stopped. Can't stop. Won't stop. Sort of. Yeah. Thing. It's true. It's true. Um, yeah. So for a full Ironman triathlon, it takes at least a month to really, mm. really recover. Wow. Um, but- a marathon, a little bit less, but a, a couple weeks, honestly, to, to really, really be fully recovered. So you could like, you can run another one and, mm. and you'd be okay. But if you were to really fully recover, it'd be a you know, couple weeks. Okay. So leading up to a marathon, how much are you running per day? Like beforehand, what's, what's your schedule like? And what's your, um, what's your, what's your eating? Uh, what's on the menu for you? Like the week ooh. of? Well, I actually train low carb. 
um, higher fat. So I don't eat a lot of pasta, bread, um, like processed carbs like that. So I pretty much get my carbs from like vegetables and um, sometimes sweet potato and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But, you know, if you give me a huge salad, I'll be set for life. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that has actually enabled me to kind of go a lot longer, which has been awesome. So I kind of dropped a lot of the carbs up to the fat and then you train to utilize your body's fat as a fuel source. So you're not what's called bonking. Bonking. So, what is that? What yeah, does that mean? Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> She's just <laughs> dropping knowledge. Yeah. We want to yeah. know about the bonking. <laughs> yeah. Speak more the about bonking. this bonking. I know. And it, well, I think if you ask the British, it means something else, but okay. <laughs> to us, <laughs> um, it pretty much just means like flat out hitting the wall, running out of fuel. If you've ever heard runners say like, I hit the wall. Mm -hmm. that's what it is. So okay. it's pretty much when you run out of sugar, you run out of carbs in your body and you really don't have that much else to run on. So your body has to switch to its fat stores to start working. But you're trying to, to switch to that right away. You're trying to use the exactly. fat stores instead of buffing or having a bunch of carbs beforehand to try to keep Correct. you going. Yep. Do you exactly. feel that difference? Yes. It, really? Yes. And do you feel like, I feel invincible. Like you're just kind of hulking up. Well, not holding up, but I mean, like you can just go forever because even thin people have thousands of calories of fat. So you don't need mm -hmm. to eat that much anymore to do it. So you just, you have to fuel, um, a lot less mm -hmm. and on healthier stuff. So it, it just makes everything easier. Wow. And what about, yeah. what about supplements and anything? What are you taking anything else when you're getting prepared for this stuff? You know, mix, making any protein shakes or anything like that? Um, very little. I try to pretty much get everything from just real food. Um, I think a real good question to ask is just tell us a day in a life. Like you wake up, what are you eating? Like you just, you're not to tell us like, and then I thought of this. No, I'm just mean like, what are you eating for like breakfast, lunch, dinner, and anything in between in one typical day of your, yeah. Yeah. Um, usually. Okay. So let's say it's a long run training day. So I'm doing a long run. So, which is how um, long? Yeah, in your terms, what's a long run? <laughs> yeah, we need to know that. We need to clarify that. Uh, but right before a marathon, anywhere from 13 to 20 miles. A long run. Okay. <laughs> so, what, yeah. Okay. I know. They get long. Uh, sometimes that's after a bike ride, and that's called a brick workout. So you do a little bike ride, and you jump off the bike, and you go for a, a little bike ride. Wait, is a bike ride over 100 miles? Not, <laughs> not usually for those type of workouts, but it could be 50 or 60. Only 50. Okay. All right. So me, for some of these numbers now make me feel better, but yeah, go on. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired. I, I'm, I mean, no, don't worry. I, me I, I, I've, I, I've done a stationary bike, right? In the gym, but like I go for like 10 miles and I'm like, I'm dunsies. <laughs> I'm dunsies. Yeah. Well, I started there too. I mean, that's where you start. Yeah. So she said start. Okay, so you're riding the bike and then you're doing the run. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So, I, yeah, the, so we're talking about diet. Get up um, and have coffee. Okay, all the time. So is it black coffee? coffee? Yeah, just black coffee. Maybe a little bit of coconut oil in there, just for a little bit of fat. Um, I like it. And then I go work out. So I try to go work out totally fasted, um, no food, and that's how you kind of jumpstart that fat burning process. So right before you run, you don't like, is this for a marathon too? You're not correct eating anything right beforehand. Correct. Are you going on the food from the previous day? Do you literally eat nothing that day except some coffee? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like if it's an Ironman, I'll eat a little something like maybe a half an avocado or uh, like a hard boiled egg or something like that, but very little. Is that and then you kind of, 
you bring stuff to kind of eat once you get started. Are you so you're eating in the middle of a marathon? You're having a little snack or something? Well, I don't anymore because I'm more fat adapted. So I can use those fat stores. <laughs> I'm fat adapted. <laughs> we have the technology to make her better, run faster. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I do use this stuff called You Can Superstarch, which is um, when you were asking about supplements, this is pretty much like one of the main things that I use. It's a really, really, really slow burning complex carbohydrate. So you can basically bring, you know, 100, one to 200 calories of that um, for a marathon and just drink a little bit of it. You just put a little bit of it in your water bottle or, you know, wow. they have it in bar form too, which I like for the marathons. But mm-hmm. yeah, but you can do that. And um, do marathons kind of have like a fanny pack they run with, like to keep supplies? Some do. Okay. Do you? Some do. Um, I don't because I, I like to carry the least amount of stuff possible. Mm-hmm. But do you um, like carry a phone with you? Not, <laughs> not <so weird. laughs> I don't know. It's like, I'm to like call someone like, I mean, I guess some of these places you I don't mean, have if you get bored, you got to play, be able to play Angry I mean, Birds, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm racing. I'm not making business calls. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm just asking here. You know? <laughs> I thought you were no, running a marathon yeah, right now. I, I mean, I don't know. Winnie, I thought you were multitasking most of the time, but when, right, I'm when actually I, running the marathon. Right yeah, there, it's see? important to register for your next marathon while you are currently running. A yeah, marathon. no, yeah, no. I, I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if you had, if you ever did have a desk, like it's, you just have like a, a stationary a bike. Desk? Yeah, standing desk. Like it's yeah. going to be like a, like a stationary bike underneath there. So like you're just pedaling while you go, <laughs> or maybe I don't know. Yeah, no, those are awesome. That's funny. Those are awesome. So, yeah, um, you pretty much just eat, you know, if you need to eat a little something, something fatty, like some nuts or some nut butter, like almond butter is a really good snack for the middle of um, a run if you really start needing food. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah, and then you get back and eat something healthy. Again, no carbs. So, well, I don't like, low carb. Low carb. No sorry, such yeah, thing yeah. as no carb. Right. Um, you know, veggies, salad. Um, chicken. I mean, just whole food. I just eat real. Do you food. ever have a like a cheat day where you just kind of like, yeah? Oh I'm gonna, sure. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna buy that burger and I'm gonna sure. eat that burger. Of course. I mean, I don't really call it a cheat day. It's just sort of every once in a while, there's like a meal where I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go have a drink or I'm gonna have a beer or, or an extra piece of lettuce or an extra or piece an of extra- lettuce. Yes. You know what? I'm gonna dip this lettuce in ranch. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, so okay. So that's good. Like you, you're still. You're having fun still with your diet whenever you want. Oh, you're, totally. You're, okay. It's, I mean, it's all a big experiment, and it's mm. it's really fun to see what you can do. So mm. I've discovered a, a pretty cool way of being able to race longer, and and, and it's worked. And you know what? I need to get back on this topic. We were talking before we started uh, this interview. Uh, we're talking about your upcoming trip in, Af- in Africa, and yeah. you mentioned something that got Justin really, really excited. I just want to touch base on it again. <laughs> we're talking about diving mines or something what was that oh my yeah <laughs> what, what yeah was, explain that what are you what are you going to be doing again what was that so i'm actually going to be um going out with some gopro cameras and testing them in low light uh, in some flooded mines and quarries and gopro is uh you're partnering with gopro for this trip i think you said correct Yes. Are they are they are they sponsoring your trip? They're paying for your ride yeah. there to go okay. and um, yeah. I just want to make sure we had to disclaim that. That's all. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm I'm a part of the adventure team. So going out to test some cameras and and play around and. Will you be wearing one for the marathon? Um, I'm actually going to be holding one on like a little mini selfie stick. Okay. 
Because it's going to be part of my TV show too, so I'm, I'm gotcha. I will wait, be. Are you, wait, is it a legit selfie stick? Like you're going to hold a selfie stick? Like yeah, that seems yeah. that seems against your uh, your motto of going out it with is, a lot less. <laughs> it is, and the only reason I'm doing it is because um, I'm also going to be under my pace anyway with this mm. blind runner. Okay. So I'm I'm not going to be going for time. Would that I don't know if that would if the selfie stick's good or you want to get the selfie helmet like you know it's kind of like a fishing <laughs> no. run for right? <laughs> No, it's okay. way the the head thing is way worse and no one wants to watch that. Have you that. tried using that? I've never needed to try using that. So I don't even know what that experience is like. Yeah, they're they're super uncomfortable. You could never run a marathon with that. It, it'd be really uncomfortable, and you would be sick watching it. Okay, all right, all right. So. <laughs> Learn something new today. Motion One sickness. of the things I learned today. All right. Yeah. No selfie helmets. Got it. Yeah. Um, don't do that. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you're taking the GoPro cameras. You're going to be diving mines. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Is that not one of the most dangerous freaking things you can do underwater? It could be. <laughs> That's it. That period. <laughs> That's it. Done. But, uh, yeah. you know, Next topic. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? These are a little bit open to like it's it's. When I first heard that, I was like, oh, my God, I am not going in, like, a flooded mine shaft. Like, there is no way. Um, it's actually fairly open. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like an like a cavern in a way. It's actually quite large. Mm-hmm. So there are places where you could, like, come up to the surface. Places above and- the water line that are in there. Exactly. You're not, like, trapped for yes. 50, mi- 50 yards of, like. See, this is what Hollywood does to you. This make you feel like anything, like, unknown is this ridiculously scary and there's going to be like a creature down there waiting for you yeah like in the descent i mean not to get you scared of your diving trips no no, but... no. the water is actually yeah. crystal clear too it's actually really really beautiful and there's all kinds of like sunken mine equipment that's super old and Ooh. it's really cool i hope I you're mean, going to, like... you're just going with gopros you're taking any like uh dslrs or any other camera cameras with you um i will but not underwater okay so um, that, that that's a sounds epic. Every time I hear someone going on a trip, I just think of, oh, let's bust the camera out. What can we get a picture of? Yeah. Yeah. Well, unless um, GoPro wants to help pay for an underwater housing for that mm. camera, which is a few thousand bucks, then. Well, if you have I a couple not- days before you leave, you might want to <laughs> send them a nicely worded letter or email right. since no one writes right. letters anymore. Exactly. Uh- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's cool. Um, how many are you, how many uh, dives are you going to be doing, or you expect to be doing? I honestly have no idea. All I, I know it. is the dates and mines. I love it. Are you and a I'm certified wreck diver? Uh, yeah, I'm actually um, search and rescue certified. So that's so why, awesome. Why didn't we ask that first? Okay. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> all right, search and rescue. Yeah. So I, I do a lot of um, adventure diving too, like wall dives, shark dives, uh, wreck dives, uh, search and rescue certified. Wow. So. Where have you, where have you dove? Oh gosh, <laughs> all over the place, um, all over the Caribbean, all over Hawaii. Um, you know what? Mexico, here, I, Alaska, all over. This is the perfect time to ask this question, Whitney. How many countries have you been to in your life? Oh my gosh, I don't even know. Honestly, I I don't even. I've never actually. We're definitely in the double digits at this point, but did we get triple digits? No. Okay. No, you'll make it. You'll make it. You'll make it. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing when you even if you said I've been to 99 countries, you look at a map and you're like, oh, my God, that's nothing. Nothing. Yeah, no, I I remember I was watching uh, this news piece like I I remember this fact as a child, but you forget about it because 
you know, you're just worried about whatever country you're in or whatever state you're in, wherever you're listening to this from. Um, And then I saw it again as an adult. I was like, oh, yeah. I haven't been anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So it's really amazing. You realize like how insignificant you really are. And you're like, there's so much out there. You know, but just like you said earlier, like just exploring like the locals culture, like how they view, you know, their lifestyle. And it's, it's awesome. I love getting lost in that. I actually just came back from, uh, I shouldn't say just, but I was in uh, Thailand and Cambodia last October (gasps) And oh, envious. I, it was, have you been? I don't know. You no. might, have, we might have listed it already. I can't I'm tell. I'm just assuming she's run some I just, marathon I just, there. I should just assume you've been everywhere I've been at this no. point. Okay, well. No, honestly, that's one place. There are a lot of, like, what we would consider kind of, not basic places, but mm-hmm. obvious places, maybe, mm-hmm. that I haven't been. I, so. That's the same thing with me. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get that all out there. I mean, like, we're trying to cross these things off my wife and I, like, you know, what country do you want to go here? All right, let's go to Cambodia. Let's go to Thailand. Like, She's upset. She's not upset, but she made a joke in passing. Like, I've been to France already, but you haven't. But, you know, I'll, I'll go there for you. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, thank I'll you. I'll take another I'll trip take to France. So now I have to, like, take her to India. I, I have to take her to India uh, at some point. Um, oh, she hasn't been yet? She hasn't been to India. I mean, I haven't been to India since I, I lived in <laughs> India for, like, a, uh, almost a year when I was younger. And I never went back. I think the best way to explain it was the most beautiful place I'll never want to go back to. But you know, I have family there. <laughs> but um, no, no, really, I, I'm going to go back uh, just because I need to photograph that country. Like that's it's a beautiful place. I do have fond memories there. It's just I'm not in a uh, uh, in a rush to go back into the rolling blackouts during the days. And oh uh, yeah, I mean there must be better today. But I have a very like <laughs> poverty view of India. But um. Yeah, no, sure. love the country. It's beautiful. Uh, I'm definitely That's gonna go awesome. back in the next few years. No, but like I was saying, this the local culture is uh, it's amazing just to get involved in just meeting these people. But one of my favorite things, what we did in uh, Chiang Mai in Thailand, uh, was just go to a local bar, just talking about people. Like, there's so many interesting people just traveling. They're yes. like building projects for people with like who have no homes and just out in the middle of nowhere where. You have no technology. So you think my question earlier about your cell phone running with your cell phone was something. <laughs> These people don't even get like cellular reception or anything like yeah. that. And they go for months without it. So it's, yes. it's, it's, it's admirable. It really is. It's, and, it's really eye-opening when you do travel. And, um, you know, there, I've been to quite a few places where people are just so poor. I mean, they literally don't even have doors on their homes or have floors or have tin roofs. What, what? And they're happy. Yeah. What's you know, one place that has affected you the most that way or was so different to you or so eye-opening? You know, um, it was actually down near Grenada. Um, I was sailing for two weeks um, around the southern Caribbean islands, uh, okay. like St. Mm-hmm. Vincent and the Grenadines, all the way down to Grenada in South America. And we stopped at this tiny little island, like just pulled in nowhere to like the middle of nowhere. I mean, there aren't docks or anything. And it was a Sunday. And I mean, this place was like as poor as poor gets, you know, like Mm -hmm. shacks and, you know, people barely have a place to live. And up on the hill was a, a beautiful, tiny little wooden chapel. And all of these people were walking through mud and um and like jungle you know just wet like muddy jungle and dressed to the nines i mean really? gowns wow. and had their had their hair done and 
I mean, you could tell that these people must have spent everything they had and put more effort into looking nice for like this one church service or this one gathering than, you know, like it meant that much to them that that's where they pooled their resources. And this juxtaposition between this mud and just getting these clothes filthy, dirty, but they were dressed so beautifully Mm -hmm. and and so, um, like how you would picture Caribbean people dressed like colors. And uh-huh. I mean, it was just, it was really amazing. And it, here we and got people not, coming from Starbucks in their pajamas, walking no, into yeah. church 30 yeah, minutes late. Clothes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's a small detail. It's just mm. one thing wow. of many, this one moment on this one day. But I was like, wow. You know, like, Puts I don't it in have perspective. To do that. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. see, yeah, I mean, there's, I'm just thinking of all these memories from India. I'm like, exactly what she's saying. Like, you know, like a wedding in India, like there's thousands of people there. You come, the whole town comes in. Isn't it like a five day thing in India? Like to have yeah, like a be. really long day or I mean, like a week long wedding? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My parents were just in the, they, not just, but they're in a wedding like a, a year or two ago. Some family member. And um, they're saying the ceremony went overnight. Like I'm talking about, it ended in the morning. The ceremony, the ceremony, the ceremony, not, not the reception, not the party. No, like, no, no, no. I'm talking about the ceremony started like around midnight, one a.m. and it wow. ended like in the morning. And like, and my stepmom, she's she, she's so funny. She was just joking. It's like, yeah, they want you to have a really long ceremony so you don't get a divorce and you <laughs> like you don't oh want to go through gosh. that again. And I'm like, well, I've committed oh, this much time oh, to this so marriage. The, the arranged marriage. That's that's where they get you. It's just such a process. <laughs> it's, a, it's a scam. Yeah, I like in America, you just get a wedding license. You're like, yeah, <laughs> and then just you're done. Wow. No, no. That's hilarious. Yeah. My friends thought my Catholic wedding was long, and I'm like, your Catholic wedding was wrong. Or like long. wrong, not wrong. It was <laughs> okay. long. It was long. Right. It was long. The truth comes Actually, out. Actually, no. It was funny. I feel bad <laughs> during his wedding. Uh, Justin was very kind enough to invite me to his wedding. My wife and I, and uh, you know, L.A. There's traffic. Uh, Whitney, I'm sure you know about this L.A. And we so got funny. we get there. We thought we left with enough time. We're like we just got stuck. And we I think you guys started like on time or whatever the case was, but. I didn't think we we're going to be late. I was like, it's just five, seven minutes, whatever. And I walk in, you guys are already down the aisle. You're up on top. And like, and the thing is, so it was this big church and it was a lot of echoes. And so you just see this brown guy and this one girl walking. Like, oh my gosh, you were that guy. Yeah, I was that guy. And I saw one of our friends sitting there in the back. He just looks at me and he just starts shaking his head. <laughs> I was just oh like, no. It's like, because you just hear the clickety clacks with your feet and everything like that. It's just, right. It's I'm, silent except for your echoes, just like enough. your footsteps. I, I hope hope you remember me at your wedding that's all uh, i was i was uh, you know the world doesn't revolve around you so i was kind of focused on something else when i was there you, but you're not supposed to admit that on there <laughs> you just you just took a blow to my ego thank you justin so, sorry bro it's okay let's get back to whitney she's more that important is, yeah. oh <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> well you're on the interesting hour <laughs> i know i'm actually really honored to be on a show called the interesting hour you're freaking interesting are yeah. you kidding me the stuff That's that you're doing is, am- like, is amazing. We have like all these talking points. I'm trying to hit all of them, but I want to dive further into each one just to hear more information, like more of your background and stuff. I just like I don't know if you noticed, but like we're already like at the tail end of our interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is. I have so, a couple more questions. Yeah, just dude, random right stuff. Um, going back to to marathons, like what's the uh, the injuries to look out for for marathon running, and what the heck is a shin splint? Tell me once and for all. I think I'm pretty sure you know what this is. Yeah, I've actually never had them, though. So um, I've been pretty lucky. The biggest things that people really tend to complain about are knees. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And that's a really, really generalized injury. And that actually stems from your hips and your butt. So like I said before, it's all about your core and your butt. So um, it's all about doing preventative and ongoing stretching, strengthening, and foam rolling Mm -hmm. of like your IT band, which is like, it's basically like the outside of your leg from your knee to your hips. Okay. So strengthening those side lateral muscles um, actually prevents most of the knee problems that a person would ever have. So it's not from impacting the ground over and over again. That's not the biggest threat to the knee. It's that side muscle. Yes. Yes. Correct. So, yes, I mean, the impact certainly has a, a part in that. But if you take care of them, then, you know, there are ways to prevent pain and injury. Have you ever had a bad injury yourself from doing any of the stuff that you do? Not necessarily just marathons? Um, well, IT band, definitely. So kind of what I just described. Yeah. And that's a, who are they and what was their greatest hit? (laughs) (laughs) This is Justin Kupanoff, by the way. (laughs) Good question. Good question. Um, no, I think you just explained it to me just in case he doesn't know, like anyone else doesn't know. Right. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, it's totally fine. Um, yeah, so like I said, it's basically just that muscle that connects your um, your knee to your hip. Mm-hmm. So it kind of crosses your your quad, kind of keeps all your, your leg muscles together. Uh, and if that gets inflamed and kind of rubs like over the top of your quad and around your knee, then it can be really painful. So that's why you kind of stretch, you eat well, you, you know, it, it, all, ha- it all plays a part, mm-hmm. you know, staying hydrated and eating well and strengthening it. Just so being active. Being really active, but yeah. um, when you're swimming, running, and cycling too, remember you're you're only going forwards and backwards. Like you're mm. you're moving on one plane. So in order to actually strengthen those muscles, you have to go side to side or move laterally. So a lot of times we'll do um, like band work or side lunges or leg lifts, like things that kind of strengthen the sides of your legs and okay. your hips. So that's a, a oh, that's really, interesting. Interesting. it's super, super simple to do it and it's easy to forget it. So a lot of people just don't do that and, and neglect that, that side of it. So that's why they get injured hmm. so, for the most part. That is a generalization, but for the most part. Well, I, I trust your input on that. So, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, you, you seem to be the expert on this. Um, <laughs> well, I've had a lot of years of trial and error. So, well, Wendy, I want to get more of what you're doing uh, in this interview before we wrap up. Uh, do you want to? Can you tell us more about your film career, like your producing career? Mm, sure. Well, yeah. I mean, I I pretty much um, film basically commercials, promos, <laughs> shows, um, a lot of documentaries. For pro and Olympic athletes, resort owners, um, destinations, like so it could be like a tourism board mm-hmm. uh, where I would do like destination highlights. And basically what I do is instead of just shooting a boring old promo, mm-hmm. um, I treat it like a hosted travel show. So I get in front of the camera. So I produce it. I come up with the ideas and the story and mm-hmm. kind of work with you know the athlete or the tourism board. We come up with an awesome story and host it like a travel show. So we make it much more engaging and much more fun. And we go out and do the adventures that they're talking about. If it's an athlete, I'll try to run the marathon with them unless they're a pro or Olympian. I'm obviously not going to be able to keep up with them. But (laughs) 
Um, so are you we sure? Kinda... Are you are you sure about that? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm pretty sure. All right. I just want to. I had to ask. Just put yeah. on some Heelys. Nobody will notice. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Heelys. Okay. Yeah. Do, do people still? Do they still sell Heelys? Wait, are those the things with the little wheels? Yeah, yeah, the ones. Are those that, allowed in a marathon? Uh, no, I don't think they're allowed. I th- I'm pretty sure that's cheating. At that, that was point. my one chance at doing a marathon. Was come Heelys. On, Justin? Come on, think bigger. <laughs> think bigger. Yeah. So yeah, so I um I kind of do that, and then I get hired freelance for other random shows too. So like I worked for the Amazing Race for a long time. I worked for Undercover Boss. I worked for Criminal Minds. I, yeah, there's all kinds of like random other shows that I've worked for and worked on, but I pretty much do my own stuff. So wow. do you ever have like seasons where you're doing uh, more producing than marathons or is there like any off season for marathons? Like how does that work? Um, Not really, okay. not really. Cause the triathlon and marathon seasons kind of go year round mm-hmm. and they're all over the place and I tend to travel. So um, sometimes when it's like summer here, it's winter somewhere else. And when I did Antarctica, it was winter here because it was in February, but it was summer there. So there's really no off season. So how, how often are you home? How often do you come back to? Are, are you LA based? No, you're in Orange, I think. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like how? Often I'm, do you, I'm in LA. Yeah. How often are you uh, coming back to LA? I'm actually home quite a bit. Okay. I mean, I'm home more than I'm traveling. Majority of your year is training for these big trips. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And. Hustling. I mean, Hustling. it's still like I still, you know, own my own business. And as you know, I'm sure working in the film industry is incredibly difficult. So just a little um, bit, just a little difficult. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I still have to work every single day to get work. So and you know, I mean, the, and, and the sponsors you have, they're not necessarily, you know, paying all your paychecks as of right now. Right? Oh, like, hell no. Right. Hell no. I wish. So so that's something I wanted to ask, too. Like, how does that work? And how did you go about getting sponsors? And if somebody has a bug up their butt, like, how, how do you get go about doing that? Um, I just asked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Honestly, I just, um, just kind of told him what I was up to and said, this is why you should sponsor me. And this is how I can help you. Like, this is this is the value that I can provide for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we could create a really good partnership here. And I haven't really had anybody say no. Yet, I'm sure you so. have a track record, too. Like, hey, I've done this and this. This is part of your pitch, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So now I actually teach athletes how to do this as well. So I do have an online course that um, teaches athletes how to land their first sponsor because a lot of athletes think that they have no chance unless they're a pro, Mm -hmm. and that's just not true. Or co-hosts, they think they have no chance. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, give us a plug. What's the what's the uh, tell us about it? Like, how can people find that? Find you to do that? Well, it's on my website, um, ironwillproductions.com. So you can find me there or on Instagram. Um, and that, there's, that's, that's just Iron Will Productions. There's no like dash in there or anything like that, correct? Correct. All right. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah. And then I'm all over Instagram. I'm on Twitter, even though I hate Twitter. I have to say. I, <laughs> What's I hate... wrong with Twitter? You know, I, I, I've been using I... Snapchat a lot. Uh, Twitter has <laughs> been neglected on my end. I forget I used to about love it all Twitter. the time. Just, to me, it's just another thing to log into. It's just much easier for me to make a stupid face and then caption yeah. that, and then that's kind of like my tweet. And I just yeah. post it on my story. I know. <laughs> I totally get it. I totally get it. Yeah. But I'm on Instagram a lot. I'm really active on Instagram and my website. 
Um, so I'm on Instagram at Iron Will Wit, W H I T. And you have awesome pictures coming out of there, by the way. I follow oh, you, thank and you. you've got really cool stuff. Thank you. Maybe yeah, that's where I first saw that penguin selfie. I don't know. Oh, Maybe man, that's what it was. It's the penguin selfie. <laughs> Come on, that's it's yeah. the best picture. Okay, in our show notes, <laughs> check out the so penguin cute. selfie. We're gonna put it in there for you since we've talked about it multiple times. Yeah, I, they were so cute. They would come up to me and like sit on me and stuff. It was so cute. what? No, no, yeah. no. Go back. You, you had penguins sit on you? Yeah, because they're no I mean, fear they're of still man. Wild, so like. <laughs> Like you're not supposed to touch them or anything. So like, but if, if they touch you, down, it's okay. You see, I'll be. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you just don't want to be like petting them or anything because the oils on your hands are so bad for them, like for their feathers and stuff. You have to be really careful. Right? Are they not, do, they, so. do they not bite or anything? No, or? no, not at all. So they're not. I mean, I'm sure you don't want to go up to a wild penguin and just be like, "Hey, what's going on?" But like, I'm sure they'll do something no. really you just yeah you just you just sit down mm-hmm. so they're a little bit scared of you if you're that big like if you were like walking after one or you know like trying to take pictures of them <laughs> just wobble away really fast right? okay, okay yeah yeah but if you just like sit still or sit down or crouch then they would just come up to you and just sit down like just sit next to you and it was oh, like that's so cool. uh, an elephant we it was, in uh in chiang mai i went to uh uh an elephant sanctuary. I actually got to uh, see um, a month and a half old elephant, and oh the whole God. and they just tell you like whenever you're with the within the proximity of an elephant, just sit down or just you know don't make yourself too big. And then once you sit down, like the baby elephant will come out. And oh, she feels my God. Yeah. cuddle with you. <laughs> she liked me a lot. Rantong, that's her name. Uh, oh she. Uh, I have some pictures which I will not be putting which I will not be putting in in the uh, in the notes, but it was cute. It was pretty amazing. Just seeing that's, these animals, and I'm glad I got. To, yeah, it's pretty good. I definitely, um, I always p- try and find like a sanctuary that doesn't do like any kind of weird treatment with the animals yes. or anything like that. So that's why we kind of went with like the younger ones because they seem to have a better environment, et cetera, et cetera. So it was pretty cool. Totally. But um, yeah, that's pretty amazing. Penguins, huh? You got to yeah. sit down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm back. No, to I'm, that. no, I'm just saying. No, I'm just. <laughs> You, she said, sit down. I was like, oh, I guess that's the thing with the animals. You got to sit down. You get it. I mean, we're humans. We're jerks, like, apparently. They don't want to be near us. So, um, yeah. Anyway, sorry, Whitney. Go ahead. And what else can we find? You said Instagram. Uh, you said you're not really good at Twitter. Yeah. Um, Facebook. Uh, mm. I have a page. So it's Iron Will Productions. You'll find it there. Mm-hmm. And my website. So I'm really easy to contact, um, especially on Instagram and my website. I mean, mm. that's really the best way to get in touch with me. So... Um, yeah, I would love, love, love to hear from you guys or from some of your future guests or listeners. Um, you know, I'm, if you have ideas, if you need anything. Yeah, you know, that'd be fun. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people, well, I hope you inspired a lot of people. I, you definitely maybe I learned a lot already just hearing how this lifestyle is and like getting prepped, like in, <laughs> I, yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't even touch on all all kinds of. I know. Things. Wait, wait, wait. So, it, 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 don't get too into this. But yeah. what did we not touch on? Oh gosh. Well, I guess just some of the different crazy adventures because I wanted to hear some stuff from you guys too. But I know it's getting Ooh. a little bit long here. Ooh. But um, she wants yeah, to know personal I mean, life, Justin. There have been some <laughs> some pretty cool adventures. You know, I, I rode through um, the Alps of the Pyrenees on old vintage bikes, recreating the 1928 Tour de France, and that was really fun. What? Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hiked through Patagonia. And, you did uh, okay. That's on my bucket. Okay, wow. Is that on your bucket list? That's on my. Well, 
not to do any like <laughs> extraneous but, marathon, but I want to go there. I really want to photograph. Eight times slower than you, but yeah. yes, it's on his bucket yeah, list. Yeah, and I want to bring a tripod with me. So like usually any trip I'm doing, it's 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 a uh, photo opportunity. You're documenting me. it. Yeah, almost yeah. Every time. It's funny. No, I'm just again going back on that Thailand Cambodia trip. Yeah, we brought back my wife and I brought back a ton of like these two bags full of just presents. And none of them were for us. They were just for family and friends. Like, the only thing her and I came back with were our photos. And that's all I ever want from a trip. So, wow. yeah, Patagonia is on there. It's, I never got a present. Yeah, yeah, no, Justin, I'm sorry. So many presents you brought back. Is I that know. what you said? Hey, man. Yeah, he, he thought about getting you one. I did. And he didn't. But I couldn't fit in the second bag. <laughs> <laughs> or it was illegal to I don't, bring I don't here. know if you know this but Indian families tend to roll in packs so it's <laughs> it's uh it's it's big but anyway sorry uh Winnie yeah I would I can't believe we didn't talk about any of that stuff I wish we did uh we might just need to get you on the show again oh my gosh totally fine yeah maybe after Africa if I come back if I don't get eaten by a lion during this marathon then <laughs> which we also did not talk about the possibility of happening which I want to know why you think you might get eaten by a lion. <laughs> it is actually in lion country there's one area so, of her race yeah and she talked to me about this about they're going through well I'm glad you mentioned it in the hour yeah, well. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. since we're kind of wrapping up here last yeah. question for you I want to hear your best experience during a marathon and your worst experience during a marathon go mm-hmm. Okay. Sometimes they're the same. Whoa. Honestly. Ooh, twist. Honestly. <laughs> I'm Shamalamalan here. He's a nice guy, um, I guess just totally right off the top of my head, um, I think the best would be um, finishing my first Ironman, which does that count because I'm still running a marathon? Yeah, come on. So, okay. you're, you're talking I think to we'll us. let you're this t- one slide. Yeah, you're talking to us. You're totally okay. good. You're good. Okay. So I was finishing my first Ironman, and I was a few miles, I mean, probably five miles from the finish line. And, I mean, this is like you've been racing all day. Like your feet just hurt. All you want is new legs. You hurt. You're tired. You're hungry. And plus five miles, that's like a drop in the bucket at oh, this point. Oh, it's nothing. Yeah. Oh, it's nothing. Yeah. I mean, at that point, you just get your ass to that finish line. And I want to make sure so- every listener was <laughs> noting that five miles is nothing at this point. <laughs> so um, I ended up running next to this guy, like kind of uh, along the course, like in marathons and, and Ironmans, you – you meet a lot of people. You have a lot of time to meet people. So I was running with this guy and, you know, we start kind of talking and we're p- pacing each other, complete strangers. I mean, I've mm. never seen this guy before in my life. And long story short, um, you know, it turns out that we have some mutual friends in rowing. He's an ex-rower and, you know, we happen to know the same what? people. I mean, this strange, like weird turn Small of event. Small world type thing. Totally small world. Like, of all people, of all races, I happened to end up running with this guy. So, <laughs> And you said you were pacing him. That just means, you like, you were running behind him trying to keep up with him, like, match his pace? Is that, um, or Together. We're running together. Oh. So we're kind of keeping each other at pace. Gotcha. And, you know, I was kind of hurting, and I was like, I really, like, I feel like I need to walk. And I'm not a walker. I was like, I really, like, I just feel like I need to walk. Just, like, give me 30 seconds. And he was like, No. You can't do it. Like, you need to finish this. You know you need to. And there was, you know, there was something about, like, those few words that he just kind of, he was like, no, you can do this, and you're going to do this, and I want you to go first. Like, we were running together, 
And he was like, this is your first one. I want you to go ahead of me because I want to see how happy you are at the finish line. Wow. Uh, and, sportsmanship, man. And I don't know if you guys know, if you've ever seen the end of an Ironman, but when you run down what's called the finish line shoot, mm-hmm. they... Um, is that where everybody's shine. cheering? and? Yes. There's like a stadium and they like light you up and they announce your name and they say, you are an Ironman and you're crossing the line. Oh, I mean, it's boss. a huge wow. deal. Boss. It is. I mean, it. There's no better feeling. How many so, times has that happened for you now? At this point, what was that? How many times has that happened? Like you finish a triathlon, you've just experienced that finish line. Oh, it. You know, it. It doesn't happen that often where it really feels that good. Not I as mean, good as the first time. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, <laughs> and that, that, was the, that was the first time. And this guy was like, "I just want to see how happy you are when you cross the finish line." And. That just made it. I was like, okay, I'm out of here. You know, I'm, I'll see you at the finish. And to this day, I'm still really good friends with that guy. And that's uh, awesome. keep in touch with him. And the community is just amazing. And that, you know, he's not the only one that that's happened with. That so, is awesome. That's great. Yeah. So that's, that's your best and worst experience right there. You're feeling like shit and you want to finish this thing. And yeah. and this guy this guy pushes you onwards, and then you get those accolades. Well, that support system, like you have a lot. You're you're running with people that are just they know what they're made of, and they they know what they can accomplish. Like you're saying that the the possibilities, the human potential. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's amazing. Exactly. Yeah, just always expanding the human potential. So you have to be willing to be uncomfortable, and I I think you get better results when you're willing to to take risks and be uncomfortable and try something new and yeah. Um, you know, worst case, it, it doesn't pay off, but you know, who cares? You tried, you did it. Who cares? Yeah. You put it all out there. Yeah. Speaking of uncomfortable, did he get your number? Did you get his number? Uh, no. He's a little bit older than me. Okay. No worries. No worries. And my boyfriend is my training partner and was also racing with me. There you go. Yeah. Come on, Justin. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just wondered if there was, sorry, I ruined your best moments. (laughs) (laughs) She said something so inspiring and Justin's like, did he get your number? (laughs) He had the most accomplished smirk on his face right now. You should have seen it. It was Uh amazing. I can imagine. Oh, come on now. (laughs) She knows you, Justin. I don't want to be that you. guy. Well, she- let's go ahead and, uh, Whitney, you said again on Instagram, uh, Iron uh, Will Wit, right? Yes. And, yes. Then, and that's W-H-I-T. And then also you have ironwillproductions.com. Yes. And then exactly. did you give your Twitter handle even though you hate Twitter? You know, it's the same. It's Iron Will Wit. Okay. So I do, you know, I get stuff updated on there. It's just much more neglected than the other ones. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. So if anyone wants to get, pay attention, it's going to be, yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anything else we want to make sure people know about you? Uh, they check out? Um, yeah. You know, if you guys ever are just looking, I, I'm really in the business of telling people stories and helping people. And I'm passionate about what you're passionate about. So if there is anybody out there that needs anything, that has a cool idea but doesn't know where to turn or, um, you know, wants to get a project off the ground, like, I'm kind of the yes girl. So That's the business you're in. That's your business yeah. is to make these dreams come true. Exactly. Exactly. And I want to hear your ideas and your thoughts and where you guys are going. And I'm really hoping that, you know, you two both will mm. keep me posted on your adventures. Absolutely. And- Kidding me? Of course. Yeah. And Whitney, you had to. You have some podcasts <laughs> that you you host, right? And you, you're a co-host. What are those podcasts? I, I do. So um, I co-host uh, a women in sports podcast, Wisp? Uh, which is yeah, Wisp. Wisp. 
Uh-huh. Risk. Exactly. <laughs> so it's primarily um, pro and Olympic women. And we kind of talk about women's sports and news and right now the Olympics. So we have a lot of Olympians on and chat with them about women in sport. Well, well, so, where, where can they can they find you on iTunes? How are they be able to yeah. subscribe to your podcast? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Both my podcasts are on iTunes. So um, yeah, so that one's there. And then um, wiskmedia.com is where the the sports one is. Mm-hmm. And then my other one that I actually helped start um, is with my my awesome co-host, Jimmy Dean Freeman, who's a an endurance runner and coach and speaker. And it's called Do Inspiring Shit. And- <laughs> nice. I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, and we just talk to people who do everything. Just cool people. So we've talked to Boston Marathon bombing survivors. Wow. We've talked to um, yoga instructors, world travelers, um, the founder of Mountain Hardware and Columbia Sportswear. Uh, I mean, just people who are doing awesome stuff. So, you know. And then, just, what would people yeah. like to search for to find that on iTunes? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're on iTunes. Um, we're at doinspiringshit.com. <laughs> um. <laughs> that's I, just, I just needed to hear that one more time. That's I was, that's a great name. Oh, yeah. We, we have a lot of fun with that one. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, Whitney, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show with us. We really appreciate yes. it. Honestly, yeah. thank you guys. I'm so honored, especially to be the first guest. I know you're the first guest. Yes, yeah. I know we've, we've said it already that this is, regardless of when we put this out, this is our first episode this is the first we've episode recorded. recorded. So. And if it sounds weird compared to the other episodes you've been listening to already. And that's why. Uh, yeah, that's why. We're just completely noobish and we don't know what we're doing. We just kind of hit record on some microphones. And so that's why we had to have on the like most interesting person either one of the, us the knew. The most interesting badass. <laughs> that's why it had to be you, so... Yeah. <laughs> the Whitney Powell, you know. So well, bar can only be raised from here. So. <laughs> <laughs> you set it pretty high, Whitney. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll need to talk to you again. I need to hear all those stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, yeah. If I make it back from Africa, if I don't get eaten, then we'll talk to you guys. That's the be- the greatest hook. Like, <laughs> find out Whitney survives Africa, <laughs> and if not, we're gonna have some great selfie stick footage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are. <laughs> All right, Some Whitney. live league stuff right there. Well, thank you very much, Whitney. We appreciate it. And uh, good luck on your next trip. And anything else you'll be doing in the following year, because I'm sure you're not going to be here for that long. You're going to be traveling sooner after that. Oh, I'm hoping so. There you go. Good yeah. luck, Whitney. Thank you. All right, take thank care. Thank you so much. Well, guys, thanks so much for checking out our first episode, our first guest that we've had on the show. We did it. It was a blast. It was awesome, Whitney. Now we got the the early heebie-jeebies out of the way. <laughs> so uh, now we can continue to impress you. Yes. Like it's just going to be going up from here. Oh yeah, yeah, oh. totally. <laughs> I'm sh- laughing with my shoulders shaking. Anyways, uh, a big uh, thank you to Core Foundation for putting this all together, sponsoring the show, and uh, no a big thanks to. Oh yeah, well, it's it's you. No so. Uh, and and uh, Chuck Levens, again, for all the equipment, helping us out. We really appreciate it. Iron Will Productions. Yeah, Iron Will. Call them if you want to jump off a mountain and have it filmed. Yes. She will jump off. I promise you, she will jump off the mountain with you. Whitney, please jump off the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, please, uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. You can find us easily. Please. At the I Hour or Interesting Hour. Just look for the profile with an Indian and a white guy on there. Yeah, it'll, that's us. Yeah, so. that's us. Yeah, any suggestions you guys have, any any comments, criticisms, let us know if you if you yourself have an awesome job or, yeah. or a weird job or something. Let us know. Yeah, Come man. on the show and talk to us. You'd We'd be surprised to to you. who we want to talk to. 
Yeah, honestly. If, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I know some of the stuff <laughs> Justin brings to me is just like, I would never have thought of that. Yes, Justin, let's just do it. So, yeah, guys, reach out to us, please, please. And also, if you have uh, any suggestions, we'd love to hear them. Any criticisms, hold them to yourselves. And uh, share, guys. Share yeah. away. Because uh, you have no idea who does not know about, in this case, being an athlete. Yeah. So so help us out and subscribe. And thanks for listening to our first episode, guys. Yep. It's been a blast. Yep. And make sure to check out our next episode with uh, Garrett Lisi. Yeah. E8 Theory. Oh, mine's going to hey, be blown. He's just a two-time TED Talker. That's all. <laughs> hey, no big deal. No big deal. Anyways, guys, thanks for joining us. Take care.